readers. This is Charity, a host of Booktivert Reader. I'm coming with you a topic about mood reading. I am a mood reader. I have realized that during the time, I think in the last year since I started Bookstagram, I kind of realized I'm a severe mood reader. I didn't realize that growing up. You know, you put a title to the experience, right? Yeah, I kind of discovered that that would happen as a mood reader that would make me either hate or love a book, whether I put a book down, whether I pick it up, pick up a certain genre or the case may be. And I noticed that just depending on my life experiences or what I'm going through or just my mood in general will dictate kind of the thing that I would read. I wanted to share with you the 10 top signs that you are a mood reader. I have talked about this on my blog and on Instagram about this, and I think a lot of people got some kicks and giggles out of it just because of the fact it is a relatable thing to be a mood reader. So I'm just going to go over them and just let me know um, in the comments or in my Instagram if how many of these you can relate to. And I would love to know uh, which is your biggest sign that you consider yourself a mood reader. The first one is reading mood swings. Uh, your reading preferences can change dramatically depending on your mood. Yes, there's been times where if I'm like kind of in the down mood, I definitely don't want to read things that would put me down. If I'm really in a happy mood, I, I want to read things that are happy. And I'd, I'm a personally also don't like reading anything scary or angry or sad or anything like that. Super sad. Like I stick away from books that were for sure tear jerkers. Like if you describe it as a tear jerker, I am not going to read it just because of the fact that I'm I can be severely affected by that and I'm not wanting to do it. So yeah, my book preferences does change based off of how I'm feeling. They, I, Someone kind of described it as errors. You know, I'm in my fantasy error or my romance error or whatever the case may be. And I like that because it just like I might be in the mood for my fantasy romance. And lately I've been in, into the anti-hero kind of fantasies right now. Uh, TBR piles. It basically is to be read. Your TBR pile does kind of grow as you become a part of Bookstagram, Goodreads, wherever the case may be. A big culprit is uh, Facebook group, book groups. You're always finding something new that you've never discovered before. And then my case has been, has like, I've been trying to create these TBRs every single month. And it turns out that it just takes one book to kind of knock out all five of the books that I planned on reading. Or one I had was uh, I, I worked so hard to create this big old list that I was in the mood for that week. And just suddenly it just shifted. And I'm like, I'm not in the mood to read any of these books I had picked out. And I that, I did one time read all of them, even though I knew that I wasn't in the mood for. And that kind of really slowed me down. <laughs> Took me forever to read those books. And it was probably the lowest amount of books I ever read. I try not to stick to TBRs. I think I'm more of like to be determined piles, you know, TTB or to be determined, TBD, P, TBT, TBDP. Yeah, I just, I, I can't commit to these piles. I mean, I know as a podcast, I should have these set list of books to read and discuss with people. I've been having amazing opportunities to, to speak, speak with authors, but it's hard to like not be in the mood for it and, and it's on your shelf to read and you need to read that book before you interview 
the author and you're just like struggling. I, I struggle every single time. And as and like if you hear it from me, it's not like because I'm singling your book out. I literally like I do not read a lot of books that I'm I'm supposed to. I It's just like a rebellious side of me or something like that. A book abandonment. I don't do this very often, but I do book abandonment based off of I'm just not feeling it. I'm not in the mood for this. There's been times where I have read Enemies to Lovers and I loved Enemies to Lovers. So I read the next Enemies to Lovers and I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. There's a few times like right now I'm really in this fantasy kick where I do ebooks, physical books and audiobooks of fantasy. And I try to like change it up. I did start a romance book and I got like 5% in and I'm like, I'm not feeling this. I Not that I don't like it. I felt like the characters were interesting, but I just didn't care for it at the moment. So yeah, I think I, in a way, I'm confusing abandonment with DMFing. DMFing is another thing, but abandonment is just stopping because you just don't feel like reading continuing is my problem. I have started a lot of books, but I just just not in the mood for it. I did DNF a few books just because I don't DNF it because of mood. I mean, I, I try to finish it no matter what. I, I won't rate books that I abandon because I'm not in the mood for it. Uh, genre hopping. Uh, do that a lot. Fantasy is my go-to genre. I never get burned out on, on fantasy. I love fantasy, and, but I can go from I could go from a science fiction to a dystopian to a romance, and then I go to a, a historical fiction, and then I then go to self-help, and then I might go back to fantasy. I mean, I don't genre hop too much because I literally read three or four books at a time. In the past, I might read a romance, for sure, like a romance book, a for sure a nonfiction book, and for sure a fantasy book or some kind of fiction book that is magical or unrealistic. I haven't picked up a lot of sci-fi and dystopian this year just because some reason I just haven't been hankering for it lately. It's just been mainly fantasy. I just can't get enough of fantasy. A lot of fantasy is being written and being thrown at me and I cannot help but read them all. Now, I am doing a fantasy podcast so that makes more sense but i'm just finding a lot of more new stories that i just i'm just like oh i want more oh i want more oh you know so i'm kind of excited about that so yeah i do a lot of genre hopping just because it just whatever is ticking my fancy at the moment rereading comfort i'm not like that at hardly at all only reason being that i hardly reread is because there's so much books to read I mean, think about it. There's like tons of books being re- released every day and by the month. And Net Gallery is always, net, no, it's not gallery, it's Net Galley. They're always producing new authors. Instagram has been showing me a lot of indie authors lately um, just because it's kind of the, the group of author, you know, the group of people I've been focusing on, on as guests on my channel. I just don't have time to reread. And I think the only way for me to sit and reread something if I listen to the audiobook. I did my first reread this year with uh, Fallen Kingdoms by Morgan Rhodes. I I had I wanted to finish the series because it's a six book series and I really wanted to finish it, but 
I haven't read the first book in over a year and I didn't remember a lot of the details and it had like four or five different uh, POVs. So I knew that I wasn't going to remember much about it. And that was the time that I was like super glad I read reread it. Not only did it refresh the details of the story, but I really enjoyed it. It's like as if I'm rereading it, um, like, you know, reading it for the first time. I am doing another reread on Throne of Glass and I'm like, hmm, is this my comfort read? I don't know. I want to read A Court of Mist and Fury and The Court of Thorn and Roses. I I, I still to this day still remember how much I love the storyline. So I'm thinking about rereading that to see if that's officially my comfort read. But um, but if I had one, and that's is more of so when I was growing up than, I, than currently now, was Elledge Chanted by Gail Levine. Yeah, yeah, Gail Levine. I had to look it up because it's on my shelves up there. I have read that book like eight to ten times. It is my comfort read when I was a kid. I, I could reread it again to see if it still is, but it's like one of those middle school fantasy romances that I enjoyed impeccably, and I could reread it uh, to the point that my original copy is falling apart. Yeah, I, maybe I'll rebind it and, <laughs> you know, to keep it forever since it's, uh, it has holds so many good memories of my comfort read. Seasonal reading. I would say I am slightly like that. I'm more so of that during Christmas season with romance reads. I remember last year in 2022, I spent the whole month of December just reading romances for, for Christmas themed. Uh, once December 31st hit, I was like, I'm done. I'm done reading uh, romances that have Christmas and I haven't picked one up since. And I do not agree with that idea of picking it up. I know some people can read you know, Christmas in July, but I'm like, no, I am not, I'm not in that season. People like to pair summer reads to the, to vacations. And I can see that. I don't necessarily do it too often. I think the only time I ever do it is during Christmas season. I, I like to pair it up with Christmas books. I might be doing a collaboration with another podcast for a Christmas themed read. We'll see about that. I am getting in the fall mood only because I am at the time of this recording of this podcast, it's like 97 degrees outside and I'm over the heat and I'm ready for cool weather. Now that I'm seeing a lot of fall books, I'm like, I have to. All right. Reading slumps. Yeah, I have to be super careful for myself to not get in a reading slump. I, I feel like I'm very acceptable in getting into a reading slump. Like, for example, didn't totally like was thrilled about fourth wings romance the reason being is because i got into this biggest romance slump from an emily henry book and it wasn't for the good reasons i was kind of angry at the ending and i just felt like you know romance in books are just stupid and i just don't think they're realistic anymore and i just got tired and i was really upset and not that fourth wing was bad i'm thinking about rereading fourth wing now that i'm in a healthier and not in a book slump perspective because I want to see if I would enjoy it the second time around now that not thinking like that. What helped me got out of the slump, I will say, was Hurricane Wards by Thea Gunnison. She she wrote the Hurricane Wards was a sci-fi fantasy romance. Uh, <laughs> like I just realized she had like three genres in one book. I really loved that. It was actually the only thing that actually got me out of that slump, I felt it. It felt horrible and it got me out of it. So it's one of those books I highly recommend just because of the fact that from my personal experience, I enjoyed it. It's not an instant lust book. It's an actual slow burn enemies to lovers romance. 
I, I was here for that. It wasn't like instant jump in the bed. And there was, uh, there's times also too that I have, I have to be careful with reading books in the same series back to back because I actually can get into a slump if I'm in the same world for too long. It's a weird thing. I, I don't know if anyone else can relate to that, but I have to actually separate these stories. And if I'm not careful, I'll put these series on hold for over a year. And then I'm like, oh, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know why it happens that way, but it's just who I am. I, I can't complain too much about it, but I have to be careful. I have to separate it out. Um, I have to plan my series accordingly and not leave too much time in between each book in the series where I forget about it. I've I've done that before and I'm having to reread some things just because I'm moving from one thing to the next and the mood reader and me. What else book slumps have I been in? I've been in genre slumps before. Just got tired of reading the same genre over and over again and I just I had to read other things just to get me out of it so I can get back into it. This is a, a fact about my podcast is the reason why I focus on fantasy so much is because fantasy is the only genre for myself that I hardly ever get into a slump. It's very hard to get me into one with fantasy. I love it so dearly in my heart. I, I love each world. It's creative. It's always a different perspective. It always puts me in a different place. And I hardly ever get into one. If I ever get into one due to fantasy genres, more of the writing style, more than the actual genre itself. Yeah, that's the reason why I did fantasy podcasts. I have considered doing other genres before, but I just I am afraid that I might try to cram other genres in that I will like not want to read at all. So I'm just choosing a, a genre that I know for sure that I will always continually be excited to go to. So that's a fun fact about me. Impulse reads. Yes. Yes. That goes back to TBR piles. It takes one photo of a book cover on Instagram to find to like change up my whole reading schedule or I would go in and choose as many Kindle limit books on my thing, I see one recommendation for a fantasy books that looks good, has a cool synopsis. I would have to choose the book that to get rid of to be able to pick that one. I'm always led by impulse reads and I, I'm not ashamed of it. <laughs> you know, things are being thrown at us left and right. And I'm constantly ready and open for whatever comes my way and what I'm feeling at the moment. And I embrace change with to the fullest and impulse reads is one of them. So bookstore trips. Now, it's not so much like Barnes and Noble. Um, Barnes and Noble has like, this is the genre. You know, they put a whole bunch of the books of the same book in, in a section on the shelves. So you know that you can find things easily or you can somehow get somebody to help you find this. But I would say going to used bookstores, thrifting books is overwhelming to, to me personally because I am, there's so many books there that I'm afraid to miss something. I, you know, there's so many books to choose from. It's, and sometimes it's, it, they do their best to organize it in sections. I know Second and Charles, I'm a little upset with them because they did like YA fiction and then fiction. It's not really separated into science fiction, fantasy, adult fiction. It's not separated into like romance. It's just fiction and young adult and middle school and to me it's like so overwhelming because i'm like what if there's a book that i really want and it's hiding in those shelves and i cannot find them because i am overwhelmed with the other books that are there that are constantly being shoved in my face and i actually created a system 
on how to navigate these shelves. I literally have to scan the shelves at least three times, top to bottom, slowly. Go through each one. You you can find some good books, and I would have it would take me around like two or three times going down those shelves to find books that I didn't see the first or second time. And I remember like even the last sale, there was like I found a whole series that somehow I. Uh, like they were not all together but they were like sporadic within three or four shells and I was able to find the whole series because I looked at it two or three times to find it it's overwhelming I didn't a lot of times I don't like going to use bookstores just because of the fact that it's hard to find anything and I'm always afraid to not find it you know it's the worst nightmare ever I'm hoping there's a better organization system someday but teach their own and the last one is unpredictable ratings I'm a little guilty about that. I, I do feel guilty about it because if I'm not in the mood for the genre or I'm not in the mood for the romance aspect of it or something about it that I'm going through something in my life and that happened in that book and I don't necessarily agree with what happened in that book, I would lower the rating just a little bit just because of the fact I I was in that place that I wasn't in the mood for. I was not in the mood for for sci-fi or or whatever the case may be and i i i feel kind of almost guilty about it because if the book was really good i do try to make sure i make it a me problem not a their problem kind of a situation in my reviews but it's so unpredictable sometimes and i do feel bad about it but what can you say what can you do when when you rate based off your feelings gonna give it a lower rating because you weren't in the mood for it so sometimes i have to do is I, you'll see a lot on my Goodreads like review to come so I can take the time to step back and kind of gather my thoughts on it because also sometimes I give a higher rating because I'm like oh this was so amazing I enjoyed it but then when you step back for a few days you kind of realize like I didn't really like that part and I didn't really like this part you know it wasn't like the best best but I it could go two ways two different directions if you're in the mood you're more likely to like give it a five star it's like how somebody really gives something a five star like 10 years ago and then when i reread the book i didn't like that book as as, as i did the first time so kind of like that but yeah those are the 10 things that show signs that you are a mood reader we know again which of these uh things kind of you relate to the most and I want to hear some of the funny things that you have done to go and coincide with some of these things. Because I know we all have funny stories and I want to hear them all. I love hearing funny stories about why someone's a mood reader or not. So, yeah. Well, thank you for joining me, readers. And have a good day.